Yes, hey audience, this is Tamora with uh, YTHBG Entertainment, and I have someone I, I am going to interview today that this person is very close to me, and uh, I think he's an interesting person, so um, I'd like y'all to welcome Finley. Hello, Finley. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> I am well, thank you. Okay. Hey, um, can you just introduce yourself and um, tell people a little something about yourself? Yes, I can. Uh, first name Finley, last name Beach, and I'm a junior. Uh, CEO of HBN Home Business Network, Chateau Entertainment, LLC, Chateau Records Gospel Division, and a few other subsidiaries. And I love music. Good, good. So, um, tell us, of, like, uh, how'd you first got started into the music business? Tell us something about that, okay? Oh, it's a long story. You want me to give you the short version or the long version? Oh, we don't, <laughs> we don't need that long version. We're here forever. <laughs> but, okay. uh, well, just I'll give me a short, short version. version. I'll okay. give you the condensed short version. Okay. Uh, started out as a child performer, guitar player, um, Started out in the band, second grade. Uh, my uncle bought me a guitar, so I had a, a lead guitar, made a set of drums, and my one of my best friends was a drummer. So from second grade on to a young adult, played in bands, high school bands, neighborhood bands, garage bands. Uh, always managed to be a band leader and put together a band all the way through high school. Uh, played music through the military. Uh, going back to my beginnings, I had a manager as a teenager and always had the same promise. Well, well I'll hold the money and I'll buy some equipment later. Uh, I always had my own equipment, so I never figured out why we were always needing to buy equipment and never receive the money. Uh, <laughs> sad story is I had that same manager as an adult, but I was a little wiser. Fast forward, I made a promise from my experience. I made a promise to never treat anyone the way I was treated as a performer okay. and that promise still holds true to the day. Mm -hmm. And, um, I made two promises. I promised that everyone in my corporation, if I eat, they should eat. So, right. you know, to make it fair. So, uh, my short story, you know, it's a, I'm giving you the short version of it, but that's where I got my start. So as I became an adult, started my first, uh, production company, publishing company, and talent agency, then record label, and then combine them all together. I, I picked an executive board, which uh, I won't say any names, but you know who they are. Right. Uh, we'll hold the names for now to protect the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, formed a, a corporation, put those businesses together, uh, had the fortune of working with some real heavyweights in the uh, beauty pageant, beauty pageantry. Uh, talent agencies. So I was able to meet and work with some real giants that taught me the ropes and shared some really great information. I took that information and built a business on the knowledge and experience of other giants in the industry. Mm -hmm. So fast forward, uh, all the businesses are doing well. Um, I have a couple lifelong contracts in the mix. We won't call any names to protect the other companies. But through that experience, I've uh, set up my own internet radio station, 
my own video distribution, my own publishing. And now, fast forward, uh, my own television network, all through the grace of music. Wow. So that's my short version of my little story. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. Well, tell us about a little something about um, the first record label. When did you start that and what made you decide to start that label? Okay, uh, great question. Uh, first label, I believe, was 2008. And it was, uh, I believe it was Limo Demo Productions. And I apologize for mentioning the name, but that was the first record label. And again, I wanted to combine the talent agency with publishing, promotion, production, distribution, and everything turned out right. I, I, I recruited and brought on an excellent executive board, got licensed, uh, opened up my company to the public where we could sell shares of the company once we grew it. And that company developed into a bigger company, which was, I believe, demo to go. And then fast forward a couple years or so later to record label by the name of Chateau Entertainment LLC. Right. And subsidiary Chateau Records Gospel Division, which is a gospel record label. So that brings us here to today. Right. Right. So, um, when you said that you, when you were a kid, that uh, you started out playing, what, drums, guitar, where did you learn guitar from? Who, how did you learn guitar? Uh, great question. My uncle bought me my first guitar. Mm-hmm. And he saw that I was playing flute, bass, and drums in the second grade. So wow. he, he said, well, he was a guitar player. My grandmother was a guitar player, piano player, and my biological was a guitar player. And my uncle saw something in me. He took an interest in me, bought me a brand new guitar, and I kept that guitar for probably oh, 10 years. And I gave it to another protege that was a guitar player. And his, his family wasn't able to buy him a guitar. I gave him that guitar. He has it to this day. And he's a grown man now. But my uncle was the one that really helped me uh, a lot break into the music field. He was a blues player and bought me my first guitar. We sat and played after school and on the weekends until I finally uh, went to the military. Okay. Okay, so when you went to the military, did you do anything musically? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, in the military, once they found out that I was a guitar player, I was registered with USO, which is a traveling band, a traveling entertainment. That's uh, cool. it's every, they, everything's based on you have this semi with a stage that opens up. You take the doors off, and the doors become part of the stage. And you take and put the platforms up, and that semi became a stage. And that Army USA entertainment truck traveled to all the bases so that you could give entertainment to the other military. Cool. So that was uh, I was able to continue my craft, and even overseas when I was stationed overseas, I had more than one tour, but. As even overseas, I kept it going because once they find out that you you can play an instrument in the army, you're either going to play in the orchestra or you're going to be on the USO or both. So I was fortunate enough to continue playing all through my uh, military career. You know what? You never told me about that. 
Uh, I, I I told you up front. Do you want the short version? Well, or the long you don't want to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it's long, but there's a lot. I've been so fortunate to. Yeah, well, you told experience. me little stuff here and there, but I didn't know. I didn't realize you toured. <laughs> Oh, yes, 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 yes. I don't share my military records unless I'm buying a home or, you know, something like that. Uh -huh. But I, I don't really talk a lot about the military. Well, I knew you were in the military because I mean yeah. the pictures yeah. and everything and the, some of the stories yes. you were telling me. But I didn't yeah. uh, realize that, um, you know, that you actually toured and uh, played in the band for the military. <clears throat> yes. Some of the pictures that you've seen in the past mm -hmm. were me in the military. That wasn't at home. That was in the military. Right, right, right. Yeah, some of those old, old pictures that you uh, got a chance to see some years ago, um, they're that a mixture what? of military. I have some posted on Facebook, but some of those pictures, and what threw everyone off, I had long hair in the military. I knew how to put uh, Vaseline. Uh, petroleum <laughs> jelly on my hair at night and slick my hair down it would look flat but my hair would be like six to eight inches long oh wow i think and i right. cut the edges i would fade the edges so to put the, the military cap on all you saw was my fade around the edges oh but you okay. would, you, and then we would do a blowout after work after five o'clock hit the shower do a blowout and my hair is like six to eight inches long wow that's yeah, cool so a lot of people they couldn't believe i was still in the military even say eight to ten years in of course i after active duty i was still in reserves and oh, okay. i wore civilian clothes in reserve and dressed basically in khakis the oh, rest okay. until i retired basically until i retired oh okay so from there where did your music career go from there from the military uh music career um everything really took off once i formed the first record label and and recruited and and actually brought on an executive board to help me carry out some of my dreams. That's when the success really started. All the experience and all of the great times came to like one point. And that was when I decided to incorporate, okay. recruit, well, build let an me, executive board. Mm -hmm. Let me, let, well, let me just put this out here. There were certain other pictures that you had where you were playing with a band. I remember that in a black and white and yeah, those, those, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, what was going on there? <laughs> Tell um, us a little bit about th that. I have I have pictures of us playing music in Germany in Stuttgart, Germany. Okay. I have pictures where I was in uniform, and I have pictures where I was wearing a civilian hat. People thought I was a civilian. I was still in the military. Okay. So those pictures uh, were so when you were in the military. There's some pictures floating around. My nephew had a lot of my pictures. He made a photo album out of my photo album. Okay. And those pictures really kind of floated. Um, back in 2015, I built a website just to put all my pictures on. So family pictures. And mm -hmm. some of those pictures are mixed in also. I, I think one or two mixed in. Okay, there um, was one I believe I've uh, tagged you in that I saw. And um, I actually tagged you mm -hmm. in it because there were some pictures that I had oh. too right. and um, I don't know if that was when you were in college I believe if you look at some of those pictures uh, some, are, some of the oldest pictures are you'll see the USO uh, service truck or what we call oh, service okay. truck that basically a truck that turned into a stage oh okay okay yeah yeah okay. So, and they still if you go to any of the city planning 
events like in Ohio, New York, they do that for city now. The Juneteenth, they copied the military's style of USO. Entertainment. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. I don't talk a lot about that, but that's pretty much current history. Oh, okay. So yeah. um, we're going back to the record label. So when you started your record label, um, you were saying that's where everything started uh, branching out or getting, you know, just uh, getting big for you. So, uh, what? yes, yeah. uh, let's go back to the humble beginnings. Okay. My goal and my dream was to <clears throat> compile all of the music that I could to get the attention of artists and record labels. I started making beats, selling beats, and I also started making beats and putting an artist's name to it so that I wanted to dedicate this song to artists like, uh, what was her name, uh, in Atlanta. Uh, well, I'll think of it later. I'll probably forget her name. Well, those name drop. You don't necessarily have to name, name drop. drop. So that person, <laughs> you the don't people in Atlanta, the, uh -huh. people in it, the, band, the people in Atlanta, artists in Atlanta, artists in Chattanooga, I was actually putting their names on the beat. Okay. And things turned out great. I won an MTV award for a beat that I call Lady Shay Shay, which was yeah. nothing but an instrumental, but it won it won the MTV Composer Award, which was a big surprise. Wow, I remember I, that. I remember that. Yes, yes. I took it for granted that what I was doing was just maybe to get everyone's attention. And it worked. I just didn't know that that would take me on to bigger and better things. Right, right. I actually remember that. Um, when you submitted it and you were saying, watch this, and you were saying, hey, it's going up. <laughs> And, and so, uh, and, and uh -huh. then, then we got the package in the mail. We got the package right, in the mail from right. Augusta, Georgia, and uh, they sent us a treatment for the video, uh, hotel stay, and everything. But I never made it to the hotel stay because I was booked at the studio. <laughs> I couldn't right. never make the time, so right. I ended up passing. But I kept the paperwork and I kept the trophy mentally in my head that hey, I've accomplished one of my goals, and that's to get the attention. Of the music industry right exactly i remember that, that. driving yes that was my driving force was to get the attention produce 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 don't don't worry about the quality quality is going to get better with time but right produce, exactly produce and produce until you get everyone's attention by right. volume putting out volume of all kind of every genre i dedicated music to african nigerian music haitian music latin music uh, country Western, I did country Western beats, folk tunes, R&B, jazz, gospel. I covered every genre because my goal, again, was to get everyone's attention in the music industry. Right, right. So would you say that um, you're a self-taught producer? Pretty much so. Uh, my humble beginnings was I started out with uh, regular just radio and uh, audio equipment, uh, we called them, uh, I think I started out with a Bose, and, well, I upgraded to Bose, but I started out with a, a surround sound mm -hmm. stereo. Okay. It was my first studio equipment, which kind of failed on me a couple times. I started out with a kind of a low-grade computer that crashed on me every time we had a, a, a real important meeting or, or studio session. Mm -hmm. So my humble beginnings that. was a home, <laughs> a home stereo uh -huh. and a Mickey Mouse computer. <laughs> when I was getting the work done until I was able to upgrade, I right, upgraded one right. level at a time, then I upgraded to a Mac, then I upgraded to monitors and, and interfaces and a baby grand uh, 
phones or keyboard and I kept upgrading every month or every two months. It was a steady upgrade of equipment, knowledge. I stayed up every night reading, studying. I wanted to know about the industry. I wanted to know about publishing. I wanted to know about contracts. Uh, I wanted to know it all because I wanted to be complete. Right. You know, I wanted to be, I wanted to be known as someone that's serious in the music industry, not just your everyday run of the mill. I'm going to sing in the shower because I'm a rapper and I'm, you know, I didn't want to be that. I wanted to be a professional from the start. Right. Right. So tell us how did you meet me? How did you first meet me? (laughs) Okay. Oh, great. Great question. Um, I remember running an ad in, uh, an ad uh, in a company. I don't want to use their name, but it was an advertisement company and a classified ad company. Right. I ran an ad uh, letting everyone know that I could publish and I could produce music and beats, instrumentals. I could record. And a person by the name of Kwame answered an ad through an agency and he referred the call to you. You referred the call? Uh Uh-huh. He referred, he said, well, listen, I need for you to talk to our manager. And then he referred the call to you. And that's okay. how we became uh, friends and partners and, and I guess, uh, professional friends and partners in the music business. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So um, from there, what was your impression of me? I mean, when you... Uh, First ran across me because I know it's a little different. <laughs> okay. So well, I can my, get tell, tell everybody what you was... thought about me because it's like. <laughs> well, my first impression, we, we talked on the phone a lot about music and history. So that, that was kind of our, our beginning was, you know, I'm speaking to someone that's knowledgeable, you know, that's really serious about, you know, knowledge and information. That was kind of the, the start because we talked, um, I'd get off work, we'd talk for a couple hours or so. But that was our start. And then I said, well, you know, I'm going to put together a corporation and I'm going to be recruiting. I I know you're working with a band now. You're working with a world band. I won't call their name. But, uh, and I knew some of the artists in that band. And and I'm thinking, wow, if we all kind of like network and create something bigger or join forces was my, my goal. Maybe we can join forces and make a complete company out of all of this experience. So you and I kind of were the only ones that stuck it out and had the same goals and ideas. And um, I realized that you had been pretty much a lifelong artist and knowledgeable about keeping a band together. So that was my reason for deciding to bring you on to the executive board. Right. Right. So, yes, but you know what? I I know when I first uh, met you and everything, um, <laughs> I was like, you just really was like, like a really seemed like you were sharp, you know what I'm saying? And um, that you knew certain things. And I was like, you know what? This, this guy is knowledgeable about, you know, some stuff that um, other people not necessarily knowledgeable about. And I told you what my goals were. I said, "Listen, um, I'm, I'm my plans is from is to to uh, grow from where I am as an artist because I mean, you know, there's that there's that side of the artist thing where you know you're you're performing, you're doing shows, you're on the road, you're touring, 
you're going places here and there. But then at some point, I felt like, you know, that that was just that. And it would go so far. So then I wanted to, to look at the business side of the industry. And because I, you know, like I, you already know that I have a business degree. And um, I wanted to see, um, venture into that and uh, become a bigger person, in other words. Um, and so when I ran across you and we were talking about um, our goals and everything, um, you remember I told you I wanted to join a label, you know, a certain label. You remember that? And, yes, I remember. And work with certain bigger um, people that's in the industry, the music industry. And yes. you asked me, you asked me, I'll never forget it because you asked me, he said, instead of going for that, listen, I want you, to, you know, to trust me and know that I am going to grow this label. I want you to work with me. So I I won't forget that part because it was like, you know what, we, <laughs> I didn't know how far you wanted to take it. You know, we were talking about different stuff in the music and both of us being artists and doing certain things and da, 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 and that you were going to produce. So, but from there, um, I didn't know you wanted to really own a label. So I was just impressed. And I said, you know what, I'm going to trust you in this. And because uh, your heart is in it, I can see that you have goals. And so I was like, you know what, let me go along with this and see where it go. So, did you think that when we had that label that it went to as far as you think you you wanted to go? Do you think that was when um, when a lot of stuff was going on at that time? Well, I trusted in the fact that I knew what I wanted and I knew the type of personalities and experience that I wanted. I knew that if I put the right people, build it with the right people, I already knew. Uh, I grew up in a neighborhood of executives, you know, Warner Brothers, uh, Sony. Uh, uh, let's see, who else was there? Well, Warner Brothers and Sony, that, they dominated Ohio. But my neighborhood, I lived next door to Warner Brothers executives, relatives that were Sony executives, in-laws and cousins. So I kind of grew up around that. And I said, well, you know, that's the level I want to be in, in that level of expertise I'm looking for that in people because if you can't find a person that's first of all educated, dedicated, you know, and with a plan, then it's not going to work. So when I right. I went through a lot of people, you know yourself, I've gone through a lot of people, right? But their heart wasn't in the right place, their mind was somewhere else, their experience was all over the place and not in the right places, right? So it was there was a lot of decision making and planning going into building that label because it took off like a rocket. Right. I mean, we, we were in a class by ourselves. We were right. on a planet by ourselves. Right. And we have helped and introduced a lot of artists to the industry. Right. And we're not out running, try, we're not running around trying to get credit for it. We're not beating our chairs and big eyes and little U's. And, <laughs> you know, we don't do that. That's what right. separates some people from other people. Right. And my, my attitude took me places. My experience took me places and you likewise right. and that's one of the things that brings me to the point that i try to make on the workshops the lessons 
the think tanks, the coaching, the tutorials, is that be the best in your field. Right. Don't be a jack of all trades because you'll be the master of none. But be the best in your field, and and just be be you. Be sincere. If you're if you're serious, be serious. If you have a big heart, keep the big heart. If you have a soft heart, keep that definitely because you know it, it's you you'll. And I think about the old things my grandmother always said: your personality and your reputation will be a thousand miles ahead of you no matter where you go. Right. That's because people judge mm -hmm. you on your, you know, they take a glance and they make this judgment about you. What they hear, they make a judgment. What they see, they make a judgment. Your character, they really make a judgment. So you want that to be the thing that they give you a good mark on up front. They, you want people to trust you. You have to be trustworthy. Right. You want people to, you, 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 if you want friends, you have to be friendly. You know, if you want honesty, you have to first be honest. So those old school traits I take to the industry and I can go in any direction. Doesn't matter which industry now I can go in. And my goal from a, if while I was in the military and even in the military, my goal was always to be a top producer. I can't settle. My grandmother taught me never, never settle for second best of anything. Right. Second is not the same as first. Right. Right. And that's so, true. <laughs> it's true. It's not the same as first. Right. You come in second, good try. But the goal is to come in first. Right. So uh, I, I took all of those old school thoughts and cliches, if you want to call them that, but really it was homeschooling. And I took that and I instilled that in my business. So people would meet my my seriousness, my personality. I'm not, I'm not the greatest. I'm not anything. But I try to be the best of what I do. That's all. Right. And people see that. You don't realize people read you like a book, even if they don't see you. The right. first three words that come out of your mouth, you're going to be perceived and judged on that. Right. And you have to give it your best shot. You have to give it your best shot because if the first three words are gibberish, the conversation is over. Your right. chance is blown. Your 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 lifetime chance that you may have had is gone right out the window. Right. Because you didn't take that. 10 seconds to count the 10 before you open your mouth and let those three words come out positive. Right. And I practice all of that stuff. You know yourself. I practice right, everything I, I say. That. I practice it. <laughs> I got the witness I'm kind that. Of a nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to common sense, but I practice it because that's what I would say you're a nerd. You're very disciplined. <laughs> you're very disciplined. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I would agree. I would agree. Right. Everyone says the same thing, so I have you're to agree. You're very disciplined. Hey, uh, we're winding up. Um, we're coming down to the few minutes. Uh, is there anything else you would like to tell our audience or let them know about some things and to, to tell our audience how they can reach you if they need to? Okay, I'm going to give the short and important version. Uh, going in any profession, get the knowledge, get the training. Don't give up and stay. Stick to someone that's already been there. That will save you a lifetime of misery. Uh, I can easily be located. I'm on all of the search engines. I've been on the top 10 all search engines for maybe 25 plus years, something like that. 800-419-6817. Uh, 
I'm sorry, 800-419-6817. That's a toll-free 800 number. Uh, it's an old number. It's been around for over a decade. That's the easiest way to reach me. Uh, Facebook, I'm on all the social services. But the quickest way to reach me is probably Facebook. Finley.Beach is my Facebook handle. If you really want to reach me and reach out to me, show me what you have. If I can't help you, I guarantee I can get to get you to someone that can. And that's pretty much it. And I'm giving you the short version because of the time. Yes. Well, we appreciate you um, taking your time to sit down and do this interview with us. I know a lot about you. So <laughs> I just wanted to, to give our audience the pleasure or the privilege to hear some things that uh, you uh, talk about and and the knowledge that you have or you bring to the industry itself because there is you are a total book itself and um i just thought that you know our audience maybe wanted to hear what you had to say and your experiences and everything and i appreciate you and your time that you took out for this interview and uh until next time we'll have to do another interview Maybe we'll reverse it this time. Maybe me. <laughs> I don't know if I'll do it good. But uh, anyway, but we appreciate your time and uh, you have a great day. All right. And you do the same. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So audience, this is Mr. Fen Finley Beach Jr. We appreciated him taking his time out to do this interview We'd like to maybe try to do another interview later on, but uh, I'm going to try to bring some more people on. And uh, But um, anyway, thank you guys, and y'all have a great day.